Hey, this is Dustin Serrano, and I am on Brondos' back deck. Hello, hello, everybody. Hola. On Brondos' back deck, episode number two. Did you say hola just for me? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, Appreciate it. <laughs> oh, let's see. What's been going on at the Brondos home? We've had... Well, May was, was an interesting month. We had... Seven and a half inches of rain killed three black wow. snakes. Well, nice. And I'm gonna get a hard time for that one, but I figure if they're in my backyard, they're my game, and they're it's game on. Um, is it is it not a good thing to kill black? No, snakes? I don't. I don't uh, endorse it out in the woods. I just uh, let those go. But when they're in the yard and they're yeah, and like in my front door, Dude. basically. Yeah. And I got kids running around, and I just don't do it anymore. But They're intruders, man. Well, actually, <laughs> the other day when we were here, um, you know, hanging out at your party, there was a couple of black snakes yeah, that we found while we were throwing Frisbee. Yeah. They were just right in the middle of the field. There's something about this place. The neighbors, well, I take that back. The one neighbor saw one, one down the road. Saw, but anybody off to, to, to the left there, they're... They say no, we never see them. Keep them at your place. But I'm like, boy, we we've, we've got them. But uh, we had a great Memorial Day uh, party. We had a big shindig, and thank you to all the veterans and active personnel, EMS, police, firefighters. Thank you for all you do. Yeah, I'm a big big proponent of that. Absolutely. Um, and had a big big party that day. Um, everybody had a great time tubing mm. and we had a big barbecue for sea kids uh, the children's ministry at church that was a lot of fun the big thing is when you go home nobody gets hurt nobody got hurt that's always my goal by the end of the day Amen. <laughs> uh, even if they had a miserable time I think well at least nobody got hurt yeah man there's but, a lot that can go wrong yes sure. when you have boats and mm. motors and a, lo- a kids, lot of kids swimming kids you know, swimming it's in it's, a it, endless pool bottom pool it yeah. can be a stressful time for for me anyway because I'm always wanting to make sure everybody goes home and nothing serious happens but had a great time there um have a big fourth of july party coming up next saturday night which is a great time um we have a big low country boil down at what who we call the mayor uh dink's house a couple houses down the down the lake there um have you ever been out on the water here for that um you know i have not i've been out on other lakes okay and i know it gets cray (laughs) <laughs> how is, how well, is it here it's it's great we ha- it's a really good time have a big low country broil um and they dinks figured out the perfect angle to shoot fireworks over the water cool. so they're uh, right at dark I, last year was my first year here so i didn't realize what was happening i just kind of looked out and i saw these boat lights and I asked, I said, what's going What Man, that's a lot of boats out there. He said, yeah, they're waiting for the fireworks. <laughs> I'm like, oh. I said, we do this every year. So it was kind of so cool. cool. That's was, so awesome. Yeah. I bet it looks but it looks even better when it's reflecting off that yeah that um you know the water and whatnot. Yeah, it's a really it's it's a good time. Um it really is. We play cornhole and everybody gets together in the neighborhood and, and all the families come out. But um mm, that's cool. yeah, other than that, June 
has been better with rain. We've only had an inch and three quarters, and three quarters of it came uh, the last two days in thunderstorms. So that's been nice. Uh, we've pulled the, had to pull the ski boat out once already um, to clean it mm. because I don't have a lift, so the boat stays in the water. So over time, algae grows under it, and gotcha. it's called fouling the hole. And it will. It's a strange. It, it will strange knock term. your uh, performance down. I'll, I couldn't believe how much uh, it actually knocks it back. So when you're wakeboarding, getting out of the hole or pulling a skier up, it really affects it. So pulled that so out. It gets a, oh, I see. So it really makes it slower. It on slows your, it on way your down. Up time. Yeah, all Dude. that al- algae under there really creates a lot of drag. So how hard is it to get it off? It's not bad. Not, hard. not bad okay. at all. You just pull it out, get the pressure washer out, and a and a brush, and you go for it. So, cool. but yeah, uh, the water temperature was last night. Uh, me and my lovely assistant were fishing. It was eighty two to eighty three degrees. It's actually come down. It was eighty six last week, which is great. When it, after a nice day of working in the woods, you come home and jump in and it feels really good. But yeah, but those, nice. those thunderstorms knocked it down a few degrees. The fishing's been really tough. Um, we were able to, to get quite a few fish a couple weeks back and then it seems like it's really knocked off. We've had to work hard for them. And we still haven't quite figured them out yet. But anyway, that's what's going on here. And my guest today is Dustin Serrano. Good what's guy, up, what's up? and um, yeah. So I have I have so much I want to talk to you about. Cool, actually. man. <laughs> well, I am I guess, excited. Yeah, about the opportunity <laughs> to sit on your back deck, man. Yeah, it's a beautiful morning. <laughs> Still drinking coffee. Are you a coffee drinker? I'm not a coffee drinker. Okay. Well, I honestly, I'm, I'm a millennial. Yeah, that doesn't drink coffee. I really want to get up, into this it? millennial thing, actually, but. <laughs> I didn't drink coffee till I was 32 years old. Used to think it was the nastiest stuff I've ever put in my mouth. Wow. And then I turned 32. There was some life stuff going on. And I wasn't sleeping real good. And, and one morning, I actually took, I used to lift a lot. And I took whey, chocolate whey protein and put it in coffee. Okay. And that sounds it was weird, really dude. good. Really? <laughs> and I, that's what got me on the journey. That sounds like, gross. Yeah, man, I had but... to get to work. <laughs> It works, yeah, uh, it sounds gross, but it actually wasn't bad. Okay. I, I took a scoop of that, put it in there, swirled it up, and that got me. And now I drink coffee, honestly, probably too much. I drink a lot. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, pretty much all day. <laughs> I, can t- I can actually tell you work out or used to work out. More of used to. More of used to work out. You got the residue. Well, the, the, yeah, the, the leftovers. The, the, the muscles on there, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I still do push-ups every day. Okay, cool. And I, and I do that a lot, but <clears throat> yeah, I uh, yeah used to be into it pretty pretty heavy, but that was, that was back when I had, I don't know. I don't say I had more time, I just got less sleep. Yeah, I used to go at night a lot. Yeah, and work out until about eleven, and then come home. Yeah, dude. Well, I just started like a couple of months ago. Oh, did you? And I cannot get up in the morning to save my life. Right. You know, do like ten alarms, and (laughs) I mean, I've tried so hard, and so. But honestly, I feel like I'm more alert and more awake and more energized when I work out at night. Anyway, so I just I've just been doing after after dinner. I'll just go for like an hour. Do you go to New Life? 
I do go to okay, New York. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, that's where I went when I lived up in Miller's Creek, mm. and uh, used to get up at four and be there by four fifteen. Mm. I literally lived probably forty five seconds. Oh, from dude, it. I know, I know. So and were you in Ravenwood? I, no, uh, actually, when I moved from Ravenwood, we had a trailer off of uh, McNeil Road, and that okay. was the coolest. It was nice for a trailer, but it was just a point in my life where it was like it was exactly what we needed, and mm. it got us through. And it was a, it was actually kind of a sweet time. You go through mm. those times, and people are like, oh, you know, I can't. I'm sorry, you're whatever. It's like, no, it's cool, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm totally. God gave me exactly what I needed for that period of time, and then it's like kind of odd that I found this place. Yeah, and it was one of those things where God was like. Here you go, man. Dude, I'm, that's so, awesome. That's yeah, awesome. very blessed. Uh, but yeah, I went to New Life, and I used to try to go after work, and man, it was just so packed. Yeah, it oh, was I, I so never go. Crowded. Like five thirty to six, seven thirty. I mean, seven thirty. I never. I do not touch that place. It was brutal. Yeah. Um, so I decided if I'm gonna do this, I gotta get up early. And uh, but back in South Dakota, it was great because one of my best friends back there was the principal of the high school and he gave me the fob to the gym and just said whenever you want to go so i'd put the kids to bed at eight or nine and uh-huh. go and just go do my thing all by myself you're, you're i could enti- put you in have an entire gym to yourself i had an entire gym to myself yeah. and i'd go from about nine to eleven almost every night Woo! and i was able to crank my jams through the stereo and yeah, just man just like work use, it out use anything you want to use yep. that's cool that's it, super cool it really was it was it was it was a pretty cool deal but there are there are a few there have been a few times where i've had the entire gym to myself oh, already yeah. and i'm like this is awesome <laughs> this is all right I can, and so what's great is because i'm such a new noob at yeah. working out i right. can try anything and, and not, not feel like yeah, not total. Feel weird about it yeah <laughs> feel like somebody's watching you and especially like, like barbell stuff man like i've been trying some snatches lately like, oh yeah I mean, like you know uh, right. power snatches and mm-hmm. i don't know power cleans and all that stuff and i just look like an idiot right the first couple of times i try it and so it feels it feels good when you don't have people right. watching you <laughs> which is dangerous now because on instagram there's uh there's quite a few videos of of people in the gym and they're kind of you know like what is this <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah so like, you don't want to do that waiting, man <laughs> yeah waiting i i can't to make funny yeah some of those instagram videos are pretty funny and i don't want to see dustin being one <laughs> i do not want to be one of those guys <laughs> oh boy man. dustin's go, trying that power I'll, clean I'll, again <laughs> i'll go back to running or something right if that happens <laughs> yeah so oh man but um yeah i wanted to delve into uh, there is a post here um your lovely wife is, is pretty active on social media that you're oh, debt no. free. She's so she's so active. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We just um we just got debt free I think like last week or something like Congratulate. that. Congratulate. Yeah, last you, Sunday. You you're really paying attention to this then. Dude. <laughs> you're not sure. I, you know, I wish I wish I could say that um I had a huge part in it. And I guess in some ways I did. Well, but yeah. she you know, it's been, it's so painful. And we've been doing this for the past three years, you know, that we've been married. And um, it is, it's so painful for me to even think about the fact that she's been giving away $2,000 that we've never seen mm-hmm. to this fund 
you know, that's paying, oh. that's paying off debt. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And like, I, I don't think I could do it. I've never, I've, she's never said, Hey, do you want to do this? It's your turn or whatever. Okay. She's always just taking care of it. And she's always said, we're, <laughs> we're putting away $2,000 into debt. We've been doing that for the past like three years. Right. Of just, you know, wherever we can. Um, sure. and, 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 uh, not only that tithe too mm-hmm. tithe is a hard one to give away to now it's it's yeah. it's a beautiful thing and it's a necessary thing and i 100 percent uh, agree that we always need to do it for the mm-hmm. rest of our lives mm-hmm. because i've seen just god god blessing us mm-hmm. so intensely right um so it's super cool but it's hard it's hard to give away that much money tithe and um and and you know putting all that into debt over the past three years so you were tithing while you were getting out of debt yeah yeah yeah. we tithed we tithed the whole time i don't there's not been a time there's not been a month that we have not tithed Mm -hmm. since we've been married and and i've seen god take care of every single one of our needs right um we've never we've never looked at ourselves and gone oh crap Mm -hmm. and i think i think that's a huge testimony to what um you know being a faithful giver can do i I couldn't agree. You know, it's, I think tithing is, is critical. And like you're saying, I've seen him bless me and it's just part of what I call the rhythm of life. It's just, you need to be generous. You need to be giving. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you're the, if you're a person, that's just, I, I need to hold on to it. I need to hold on to it. You know, that whole that whole saying, you know, it's hard to give somebody a piece of bread with a closed hand. You know, it's the same <laughs> way. It's yeah. like whatever I have, it's it's I I couldn't agree more with tithing and and being just generous, seeing a need. And <clears throat> that's where being to me debt free is, is a huge thing. Like if I see a need, it's like, OK, mm-hmm. I have that to give because I'm not constrained by all this other stuff that that debt you know the borrower truly is slave to the lender and i see stress where people Mm -hmm. are just in debt up to their eyeballs and and that's the hope you can have is being able to to budget and get control and be disciplined to be able to to get out of that uh, bondage i I guess for lack i mean that's truly what it is or i know i felt it when we were in debt um but yeah, so I was just curious what the motivation was, but it doesn't sound like you, she just kind of did it. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously we both agreed to do it. Like it was, you know, like we need to do this, but I mean, I've not been the one that's had to deal with the painful feelings of having to press send or, you know, the, right. you know, the, the transferring over because mm-hmm. that's a hard, you know, it's one thing to want it and to be on board with it and to support it, yeah. but to actually be the, you right. know, to I mean, I think I've, I think I tithed, like I've been the one to actually transfer the tithe over probably Mm. two or three times since we've been married. And Mm. even just however much that is, is always, you know, it's like, God, I love you so much. Here you go. That's that's 250 (laughs) bucks I could really use. Yeah. And (laughs) so I couldn't imagine, you know, $2,000, but I mean, I'm excited. I'm so excited and I'm, um, I'm I'm so glad that that we did it, and right. we're we're definitely, you know, we're, uh, my motivation is probably the same as just anybody else's, but it's, um, you know, it's it's such a weird system that we live in that we have to get into debt to be able to 
make a decent living for ourselves you know and to, mm-hmm. to be able to have that i guess that job security that so many people talk about so you i don't know I, I, yeah. i'm not going to get into the debate of whether college is necessary or not but uh, i decided to go to college and, <laughs> you know I, I think it's paid off for me honestly it's whether whether people agree with it or not for me i believe it's gotten me jobs like just i mean you know it doesn't and not mm-hmm. even in the field i, I got a um a degree in spanish education mm-hmm. and i'm you know i've been for the past three years that's got nothing to do with it but i think the 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 commitment that people see whenever you give a degree is um it speaks for itself um and so not i'm not going to advocate for it or not but i'm just saying mm-hmm. for me personally it is right. i think it's gotten my my foot in the door so it's it's i think it's i think it's been crucial i think it's been necessary for me to have that degree but it just sucks that i had to get we but we both had to get into so right. much debt and so um I don't, and then I, i've seen like you know i've met like 45 50 60 year olds still paying off their college debt and i'm like man that that's not that's not going to be me yeah. i can't i can't be paying off my college debt until i'm 60 like right. that's that's not worth going that's to college insane for. that's not worth going to college for right. if you're still paying off for 60 right. i have some friends that went to um really big colleges like liberty and probably have a hundred thousand dollars worth of debt and I'm like, man. Yeah. I hope you're and you get out and you're making fifty grand <laughs> yeah. or whatever. I mean, yeah, just something that's like, not wow, even close. I, you know, and I, I just couldn't do that. So thankfully, Appalachian. Well, yeah, you got to look at the return on investment, and I do see a, a shift. I know for me, and I feel like there's a shift going on. You know, obviously it was my choice to go to college, um, and absolutely, I'm, you know, I'm working in the career field or the field I got my degree in cool, and not a lot of people do that yeah (laughs) well I keep hearing that oh man and you actually it's like yeah I'm working in the field I got my degree in and I do see this shift in a way and and I say that with my kids you know you don't have to have a degree but when I was growing up my parent, my mom especially, was very into you know you need a degree, you need a gr- degree, and I'm glad that she did push that. Yeah. Um, because it has obviously you know paid off. I did get out of college debt free, which was great. I had cool. a lot of scholarships, some helps from the parents, but mostly scholarships. But That's I worked awesome. my way through. I did you know I went to my first two years at a community college. And I worked the whole time. There you go. And then went to moved to Knoxville and uh, didn't work there just because the curriculum was a lot of travel in the forestry program and and just but had a lot of scholarships because you know we worked hard during those two years. So we and I personally feel like that's a great way to go is the whole community college because you're getting your Dude. GE. And you're paying, you know, if you go to a big college or a private school, you're paying how much for an English mm-hmm. class? <laughs> like, Dude, I will always, uh, I will always, always push community college mm-hmm. as hard as I possibly can. Yeah. And I'm curious to see, like, with my kids, you know, they've got right. these early colleges going now, which is wait, so, are you making is, an announcement right now? Oh no, 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 <laughs> no. gosh, man, I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping to be. 
living <laughs> living the uh, married with no kids life as long as I can. Oh, really? Because I, I love. Oh, that only gets just, you so long. I, mean, I, I know. Don't... I'm sure eventually I'll be like, I need them. I need kids now. But, nah, yeah. yeah I'm just or one of the two of you will. That's for yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were right about that. <laughs> but um, yeah, the the whole college thing is is interesting. So that includes your your college debt. Is your debt free? Your yeah. everything. Now, obviously, we're not. You know, we don't have our house. And no, no. But, that, well, but that's it. Was really hard for me to even to like let at least post that because I was like, technically, I, I was like, <laughs> I, I was like, I understand what you're saying at least that we're like debt free, quote right. unquote. But right. But our house is debt, <laughs> and we haven't paid off it our is. house debt. So, but you know, I guess like according to Dave Ramsey, uh, yeah, he'll it, say you know we're debt free in that. Like that's, it'll say that's your standard debt free because everybody's got to it have is. a mortgage to be able to live. It but, is. But man, I, you know, we're, we're still, we're still planning on putting away as much money as mm-hmm. we can into our house, um, to continue to, to live that truly being debt free. Right. We're not going to stop at just where we are, but, um, but yeah, to me, that's what truly being debt free is, is it, you know, having your house paid off. Too. And that's your next step. Mm-hmm. I mean, as far well, there's other steps, according you know, on the Dave Ramsey right. plan. But the house thing isn't debt that is going down in value. Yeah. And that's yeah. kind of and you're paying part yourself back on it. I mean, it's right. money that you're investing in yourself. So. And that's kind of where I think some of that technically i mean i'd consider you debt free even though you have a mortgage but yes technically you do have a debt but your what you have debt on is actually going up in value mm, technically yeah. so that's a little little different thing so you went to appalachian state yeah man and how was that how is cuz i have this thing about boone yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I I drive through it every week, and oh, and yeah, right. I'm just like, how? Why do people like it here? Oh, I I get it. You're in the mountains or whatever, but yeah. it would be beautiful down here. And I tell I tell us to everybody, but it'll be beautiful here when I leave, and mm-hmm. I'll get up there to Deep Gap, and it is just wind blowing. There's a whole other spitting world, snow, yeah. spitting rain. It's like a snow um, globe. I I call Boone a snow globe because it's or just its own little like little world because yeah you never know what's going on. It's totally different. The weather and what's what's happening up in Boone is so different from what's ten minutes down the road. Exactly. Down the it's only twenty miles away, it. and it's so. I they say that it is basically you can correlate the weather in New England with what happens in Boone which is you know but the more I look at it I'm like okay I guess I can I've never been to New England but they say it's very similar as far as the ups and downs and the and the differences and and gradient and temp but it was kind of odd to me but is that I mean did you run into I guess any sort of is it a fairly liberal college yeah, or did well, you yeah. did you run into opposition there obviously yeah for sure well let me just say yeah we love Elise and I we love Boone so much and that's part of the reason why we <laughs> why we moved back here from South Carolina is we were just like get us we need to get as close back to the mountains and to my hometown my family and to Boone as possible because we just we just love we have so many great feelings we, we have so many great um memories with with boone in general but yeah there's definitely a lot of 
um, a lot of liberal for sure, and even even the Christians that in their in their thought process and the way they think. Um, you know, mm-hmm. when I was when I was in college, um, you know, we ha- we had a lot of good solid Christian friends, and you know, out of nowhere they they start talking and go. Um, but yeah, we need we need to support gay marriage. Right. Right. And then be like, whoa, whoa, what? <laughs> Wait, time what? out. Back up. <laughs> like, I thought you were Pump super the brakes solid, real right? quick. But, I need to. But like in their mind, that's being super solid. Like because it's all you know, like in their mind, it's all about well, we gotta love them and and you know support like. And so I don't disagree with that. Well, in their but, in their mind, supporting or loving is supporting, and it's so it's like it's just a it's a very l- love is trumping truth mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and so yeah. it's, it's just a, it's it's a hard thing i mean obviously that's not the only issue that i saw like was the gay right. thing, gay right. marriage issue but there's there's a lot of little things like it's okay to smoke weed mm-hmm. and be uh you know sold out christian and stuff like that right or, um or even ha- or even like curse a ton now i'm not I, you know like i've i've let out some curse words here <laughs> and there but <laughs> have just, you yeah just to be honest man yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely but you know but when it's like part of your vocabulary to an extreme right. i mean it's like we right. should look a little bit different yeah and not we should look a lot different than than non-christians and sure. i think that's one that, i think that's an easy way mm-hmm. to to stand out is just to, to clean up your vocabulary to, right. to you know yeah i was actually going to ask you a little bit about uh like marijuana in a way of like medical marijuana and i'll okay. say i'll just preface it with I I totally agree like we should not be under the influence of anything and I and I've been seeing a lot of this uh like new psychedelic stuff that people are getting into like psilocybin, LSD, um DMT, some of these other things and they're almost a proponent of using that to expand what reality is and that the argument I heard is, you know, you need you can do that in replacement of like faith or religion. And they're going, well, you know, you for religion, you have to believe in something blindly. But if you take these, it can expand it and you can have this experience and say it's for real. This is this is truth. Mm. And my argument is, well, I have that through Christianity. Yeah. To where you, you know, I've had experiences, I've had um, things happen to me where I'm like, there is no doubt about it, that was God. That was God speaking to me in my darkest times and some of my best times, but definitely in the darkest times of, you know, going, that was an experience for me that I have zero problem saying that was God. Absolutely. That was of God. That was God speaking to me, telling me to do this or do that, the Holy Spirit. And they're saying, well, you can take this in place of this religion. And I'm going, to me, you can't. Just like if they have an experience on LSD and going, no, that's, that's I saw this and this was a, a different uh, arena, I could well, you can't tell me I didn't experience what I experienced yeah. either, and I don't need that to do it. But with the medical stuff, uh, especially like the marijuana or what they're treating some PS or PTSD stuff with kind of DMTs and 
I know like when my dad was going through uh, his cancer and multiple myeloma and you know one of the last trips out to California he was just like you know some I smoked a little bit not much just here and there but it it really helps and it kind of kind of shifted my thinking as far as because I've always know you know we don't need that we don't need that but as far as the medical stuff there might be some benefits but as far as but you were kind of talking about being a Christian and just smoking all the time I don't feel like we just like drinking or anything else we don't need to be under the influence but Mm I don't know. I mean, I don't know what your thoughts on that are as far as medical. Well, there might be some I'm benefits. Married, I'm married to a huge wannabe hippie. <laughs> huge wannabe hippie. Huge? I think she, yeah, I think she's I don't know. Oil. I've not smelled patchouli oil yet or no, anything. That's I mean. true. You've probably smelled every other kind of oil around her, though. No, she'd be, I think she'd be fine if, she, if we lived up in... Boone in a tent or something. Yeah, a but, yurt. <laughs> do what? A yurt? Yeah, a yurt. Uh, yeah. Um... But yeah, I mean, so she we, she she has talked to me a lot. Honestly, mm-hmm. I, I've learned I've learned a lot through her just because she's so into you know the um, the Young Living essential oils, and she has learned a ton. And obviously, she's a nurse too, so right. she's all into the the medical world of that. But um, oh, there 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 is no denying that there's that there is a lot of benefits to like the CBD oil of the of marijuana mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I and I've even seen a lot of videos online of people with like. Um, yeah, they say that CBD. Like, what CBD, CBC? Yeah, CBD. That's, yeah. I mean, I think that's, I think that's what they. Call I hear it. that stuff work. And there's a lotion that you can buy and like rub mm-hmm. too. And I've yeah. been. And this is like the non. This is like the the non yeah. high ingredient, but right. it's still it's still incredibly beneficial. Not only that, but in Asheville, they just opened up a like a. It's like a it, it's a marijuana store. It's not a marijuana store. It's it. It's like they just sell like the the CBD stuff, mm-hmm. the stuff that doesn't get you yeah, high, right. because there's so many there's so many health benefits to mm-hmm. to that, even even without the high. But I have seen like um, some videos on Facebook of people with Tourette's or um, you know right. Parkinson's or something like that, sure. or where they're shaking and they, mm-hmm. they can't stop, and then as soon as they take it, they're just completely they they're in control right. of their muscles again. And sure. so I don't, it's just it's really it's a really interesting. Um, video and so uh, yeah there's no denying that there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, medical um benefits to it now in terms of um in terms of people using it for their spiritual side you know well first of all you know nothing should be your god other than god so i don't care what it is you know it could be um it can be food Right, you know, alcohol. I mean, it doesn't right. have to just be sex, alcohol, and drugs. <laughs> right, it can be anything. Anything. You know, sex, or, or sorry, uh, it can be c- greed. It can be cigarettes. It, right. Yeah, anything can be your god. So, and so, if a lot of people are using, um, you know, uh, LSD, marijuana, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, yeah. to be able to replace their god, obviously, right. that there's no way that's good. But I think, you know, I was talking to a, um, some young, some young people. Some young peeps, which I guess I'm a young peep still. <laughs> or did you just turn 27? Yeah, I just turned 27. You, well, so your I'm birthday get, was last, this week. What is It was 10 days ago. Okay. So Week and a half ago. Yeah, week and a half ago. Gotcha. Um, so, Happy birthday. Okay. Thanks, bro. <laughs> Yours was, was like uh, yeah, in yeah. May? Yeah, beginning of May. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah there's been like 15 birthdays. From there's been a lot. Um, but anyway, um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I was talking to some young peeps, 
and they were telling me about a um, a festival they went to. It was like a um, it was a music festival where it was like EDM music. I don't know if you ever heard of EDM. It's kind of very it'd be like, like the electronic. Yeah, like electronic yeah. dance music. Yeah, yeah. The, it was what is uh, the abbreviation. Which I listened to twenty seconds of it, my ears bleed. I like, I mean, it's I'm just done. like whoa! I can't believe. This. I know, dude. I know. Um, so they were saying they went they went to they went to this festival. It was like two or three days, and the guy there was a guy and a girl, and the guy looked over at the girl and he said, "Oh, did you did you go to church?" And she said, "No, no, I missed it." And I was like, "I was like, wait, what? So you're saying that they've got a church service during Here. the during the EDM festival?" And he said, "No, no, we have. There's, there's, there was one of the tents that was called church where you go in there. You oh, take, you take the ecstasy you know, or take, something take or whatever it is, ecstasy, yeah. some kind of pill, and then you, um, you know, they have somebody that's." leading the 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 dancing and the and then so it's a very spiritual experience gotcha. and and i was floored i was floored like, when i heard wow. that i was like that's terrible yeah because and and when and not only that they were describing it they were like the, the guy was like man i've never felt so much community and so much love mm-hmm. and so much um mm-hmm. peace in my life and i was mad because i yeah. was just thinking to myself yeah but that's that's what the church is supposed to do. And exactly. you just replaced it. You've literally called it church. I just thought it was a slap in the face. Sure. You've literally called it what the actual church is supposed to do for right. people. But you just, you just, all you did is you, you took a pill and, and suddenly it replaced, it replaced, you know, God right. and, and what the, the body of Christ is supposed to do. So, right. um, I think a lot of people are <laughs> replacing, mm-hmm. trying to, you know, that's just, I think it's just another way to replace God and I right. know, I don't think I don't think it's going <laughs> to reap the same benefits as uh, it, it's not going to satisfy like actually God will right. you know and um, it's right. only a matter of time but they're looking for it man they are they're, they're looking for for God anywhere they can God and community mm-hmm. anywhere they can that's very true uh, yeah I've been to festivals and and uh, things like that to where it's like yeah that was that was cool but still nothing nothing is compared to what i get from god and not necessarily mm-hmm. from church although church is a an amazing place that i have amazing friends and the reason i go is for community and to learn but just being with God, I feel that sense. You know what I mean? I've had yeah. that experience of whether it's sitting out here on the grass looking up at the stars or out in in the woods is where I really get it. But at the same time, mm. you know, through worship, through learning, through community. And a lot of times, to be honest with you, it's just had a bad rap. And unfortunately, it's because we have people... <laughs> Uh, imperfect people in church the church is never going to be perfect yeah. where if they're taking a substance and getting this you know high it's I'm not saying it's not it's not reality but you feel like it's reality yeah. you know what I mean yeah absolutely so well, you know like that you know when I think about stuff like that it makes me wonder like well does do they think that John was on some sort of LSD mm-hmm. whenever he wrote Revelation. Like, 
could God not have spoken all of that to him as crazy and as wild <laughs> as Revelation is? It is a pretty cool book. <laughs> it is a super cool, and it's, and it's I mean, it's just... Full like the, of... The analogy. You would think that the dude was, right. honestly, probably, right. like, <laughs> taking something because yeah. of the crazy analogies, but I don't believe that for a second. Mm-mm. I believe God, you know, divinely gave every single one of those visions to to John, and he wasn't taking anything it was just you know sure. just divine and so you know that i i believe you don't need any sort of you know drug substance, substance to be right. able to to be able to help you experience god i think he can just exactly. come down on you exactly. and give you give you whatever impartation vision direction mm-hmm. clarity healing guidance whatever right. it is you need you know without without any of that well and we live in this horizontal reality and you could sit there and go well what is reality but the fact is you know we're sitting in this chair it that's real you know but then there is a spiritual reality you know a fight going on yeah, above us time, in the heavenly realms and i'm a big proponent of that where we have no idea what's going on up there and to say you know through dreams or through visions god could do that man i mean it's all through the bible just burning bushes and seas opening up and it's like nobody was tripping on that you know when they saw that stuff it it, it, that was reality but it was happening in the heavenly realms and it just came down to our horizontal Mm -hmm. plane that we see day to day so it's it's a Mm. it's a fascinating dynamic Mm. uh to go between the two i think and to know um what like personally for me the holy spirit is telling me to do this or to do that is coming from the heavenly realms and yeah. and that is is kind of cool but uh, yeah and i definitely i think a lot of the christian life the most of the of, of our christian walk is us just constantly discovering how to see that spiritual realm day to day minute to minute right. every hour you know just be, just walking with god and learning how to become more spiritually aware of that heavenly realm that's mm-hmm. happening around us and right. being able to just see what god sees and you know feel what god feels for, right. for other people and stuff like that and that's that's a hard thing i mean you know i've, I've been a christian for eight years now <laughs> and i feel like i'm just like the drop of like trying to understand what you know what it looks like to to right. see in the heavenly realms and, and be aware of that um, spiritual battle going on. And I feel like we break through paradigms um, just as I've gotten older because I mean some of this stuff has just come to me in the last five years of man there is so much going on where you know when I was younger or whatever it just felt like I'm here you know I don't know exactly my place and then certain through certain teachers or reading you know it's like oh you know that's a whole new idea and i'm always learning but i also feel like the big thing for me is that whole pray without ceasing and people are kind of like well you know what are you going to do just sit and, and pray but it's like my best days on this earth and how when we talk about different experiences or feeling community or these people tripping their tail off feeling that have come on days where it's literally praying without ceasing about driving down the road 
and or talking to people and just praying as I'm talking or praying as I'm driving or praying as I go in the grocery store and not even and just at the end of the day it was like that was an amazing day like I didn't do anything really out of control it was just an amazing time where I had a different uh, perspective on everything I saw yeah, yeah and absolutely. as I was talking you know praying and and doing that but and not only that you can you can kind of keep your ears open when you're in constant conversation with God mm-hmm. you can keep your ears open to what if there's anything on the fly that he wants you to do right just that Holy Spirit told him sees see somebody that needs help whereas otherwise you wouldn't have given it an, another thought right when you're when you're own when you're in your own world of I've got to do this, 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 and this, and you're living in that practical sometimes too much. Sometimes mm-hmm. you can you can forget to look for those moments for how you can love on people and sure. help them out if you're right. not thinking about it. Yeah, there's that saying, um, well, the, you know, such and such is a holy roller. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? right, right. Where it's like, well, they're like really basically saying like, oh, you're you're too Jesus-y. Right. You're too, you're too in the spirit. You're too Christian-y. For your own good. Right. Like you're so in the spirit world that you can't even see in the practical world. And it's what it feels like they're saying. It, and and it's it's kind of, you know, I don't, I don't think it's accurate. I don't think that um, there's a downside mm-hmm. really to mm-hmm. to actually following what the Bible says. Is it like in what, first or second Thessalonians? Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, mm-hmm. and all things give thanks. Which is like, if you can, if you can figure out how to live a lifestyle like that right good for you but that's incredibly hard to do but i don't think there's any real downsides to to living like that if you can if you can swing it well the best i can tell and i and i believe it's true is that is the best whether you believe in the bible or not if you live by those principles you will live a regret-free life Mm. If you follow every one of those principles, that's the best way to get at the end of the day. And I had zero regrets. I didn't talk in anger. I wasn't greedy. You know, I yeah, yeah. I didn't, I wasn't sexually immoral. I didn't get hammered drunk. You know what I mean? All these yeah. principles in the Bible is, is the best way to live a regret-free life. And people don't see that, I don't think. They just think. And Absolutely. When, when I hear the word holy roller... I typically think of kind of this of hellfire and brimstone beat you over the head with a Bible type mm-hmm. of person that really isn't living biblical principles anyway. Oh, yeah, and that's what I think when I hear Holy Roller. And the thing I get hung up on is, all right, I'm a, I'm a follower of Jesus. I believe in Jesus. Am I perfect? No. Um, <laughs> I sin daily. Yeah. And it's it's a battle, but at the same time, he didn't. Have you read Wild at Heart? Yeah, man, that's one of my favorite books. And my, mine my too. Favorite. And I'm and that one and um, the Barbarian Way by Okay Erwin McManus I, or something. Like I have that. to read that one. But no, they're both uh, yeah, yeah, both of them are great books. And I feel similar. like people look at us as Christians and go, oh, that you know they can't do that or they can't do that or they can't do that where I'm like, God calls us to live an adventure and to be wild. You know, that's what we are as as humans, whether or not you have the Christian perspective or not, as humans, we are meant to live 
have adventure and go do but as a follower of Jesus it's like God what do you want me to do now oh you know I want you to go swim or I want you to go have invite people over and that's where Mm -hmm. I want you to just go up and talk to that person even though you don't know them you just are led to do that and that's living an adventure and I feel like it's the true adventure Mm. and we need that as humans instead of a lot of when I think of holy roller, just judging people and, oh, you, you know, you you need to do this and you need to do that. Well, you know, maybe you just need to talk to them and, <laughs> and know, hang out. I know. Just That's what I'm big into is just having having, you, having a good time and, and yeah. talking to people and Absolutely, having relationships man. because I really believe at the end of, you know, this life, that's what we're going to have is our relationships. And yeah. it's not, you know, it's not things. It's not beating people over the head with anything. It's just mm-hmm. showing them, I'm a believer, but I like to have fun in in a good way and have adventure. Yeah. To be honest, I mean, you know, uh, and like uh, Tom used to say this all the time, Tom Bartlett, but he got it from Zig Ziglar. Mm-hmm. When you don't care about what you know, people don't care about what you know until they know that you care, and it's just a it's just a really great principle. Like right. you know, that doesn't matter what you spit at them, <laughs> what you you know how mu- how much you thump them over the head with the Bible, they're they're not listening until right. un- until they feel until they feel compassion your or, compassion, your empathy, your right. care. Um, you know, it's I don't know if you've ever been onto the Appalachian College campus, but no. man, I I remember for a ball game for a ball game. <laughs> yeah, I remember going to classes. And there's and they're probably still there. There's the uh, um, the 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 hellfire and brimstone oh, preachers. Yeah. They'll get up on their podium and they'll and they'll go to town, right? And they'll yeah. always attract a huge crowd. Really, they really do because wow. because the 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 college kids are so angry. They're they're ready, oh. so they're ready to like to like to just like you know argue, yeah just argue back with them and that's yeah. all it is is it's just a big huge shout fest right all right this guy's got his um you know his little microphone My, megaphone yeah like his on. megaphone yeah and these other people there was one time um obviously you know I'm a I'm a Christian they're a Christian so I guess we're supposed to be on the same side but but there just, are times when but, it's like, I don't I'm know if like, I'm with you on that right, one. I know that's how I was <laughs> there was one time that uh, there was a couple of um, band band members that had trumpets and trombones and every time he would talk they would just blare their trumpet it was that's it was I was laughing so hard yeah. I was like that I mean it's the moment he'd open up his mouth yeah like, right well and sometimes like, it's hilarious. not even the message but it's how you present it and it's like yeah. yeah okay well that might all be true but dude you look like an idiot right you now you do like, and no one's and no one's actually on your side about right. this no one's listening to you Please man just, I, just put it down and <laughs> go somewhere and they do it for hours man they'd That's, be up there for i was just like so that goes on up there huh? just wasting your time man yeah. there's better ways to do this yeah well i changing gears a little bit i also saw where you um have completed your concealed carry class oh yeah yeah i actually yeah. i just went to um get my uh my fingerprints yeah and all that stuff right yesterday so cool. i guess i got another six weeks before i yeah sometimes it's quicker um sometimes it takes a little longer what was the motivation for that um, you know, I was just thinking about the, that this morning. I was, I, well, I was just thinking about like, am I actually going to carry 
a gun. Well, that's where my I was going with this. <laughs> yeah. No, dude. Uh, have you seen how tight my jeans are? Well, no I have I, the no stretchy way. pants. <laughs> <laughs> there's no way I can fit a gun in there. Well, and I have a full size gun, so first of all, I'd have to buy a, okay. a small gun. No, really, what I was what I was actually wanting is I was wanting to be able to um, to carry the gun in my car, like just in my glove compartment, or just you know, just something like like I'd just like to have it with me whenever I travel, because um, I'm not too worried about. And you know maybe maybe I should be, yeah. but I'm not too worried about in town, um, places like that. But just like anytime I go to big cities, mm-hmm. it always works. Like if I'm going to Charlotte, Winston, um, or you know other states or whatever, just those just really populated areas. I just get um, I'm like you know it'd be nice to have, be nice to ha- mm-hmm. have something some kind of concealed just in case. And and I, also when I was in you know the police academy. Um, they made us watch so many videos of um, robberies right. in um, in gas stations, and and so many where where police officers died, where where you know normal civilians died and stuff like that. And so I guess you know it gets it gets imprinted in your brain. There was a lot of videos too, where um, us we went, we had to watch um, state troopers being killed on the side of the side of the road by like you know like shootouts and stuff like that really? yeah. and people were driving by people would be driving by as a shootout was happening and nobody stopped and police i mean it was like it was like ingrained in my brain these yeah. videos of of just how scary it is and so i just thought to myself you know i'd, I'd really like to have one on the road mm-hmm. honestly just for even moments like that may never happen right but it just broke my heart so badly to see that you know that that's actually happened to state troopers yeah. and stuff like that. So I'm, you know, just well, just it just any yeah. Anytime I'm traveling, I'd I'd love to have it. I think um, I pray every day I never have to use it. Yeah. But I'm glad. Like the Brondas family rule is, we don't go into Walmart unless we we're packing. Oh yeah, and I feel so much better. Yeah, in for Walmart. sure, man. <laughs> like, not just, you know. Isn't that terrible? But and then somebody, you know, a Christian will go, "Well, you shouldn't have to rely on that." It's like, well, you know what? God gave me a brain too. I and to be did. honest with he you, did, man. a lot of it is isn't for my protection. It's for protection of other people. Yeah. Like if somebody comes rolling in the gas station, starts mm-hmm. pulling out guns, it's like I need I I I want to be able to protect absolutely not only my family but other people's too i mean part of the deal is to alleviate evil yeah and that's one way it's gonna happen but i are you gonna carry at at church on stage oh no way really i I know there's no way i can fit that that in there's no way i can fit that anywhere you can go behind the back ryan used to i do yeah ryan used to um well, see, yeah, you can take care of that then. <laughs> but Ryan, Ryan used to uh, to carry while he said, no, I don't. Well, you know how many church shootings there are? I just figured, and I'll oh, tell people, yeah, people are like, oh, you, should, you shouldn't. I said, I'll tell you right now, I'm carrying because take me out first and not let the other 10 people that are carrying in there <laughs> take you out. But yep. I just. Well, I know a lot of people at our church are passionate. Oh, but that church that, is heavily armored. <laughs> well, especially after all the, I mean, you know, all the the terrible church shootings yeah. like you know like the, yeah there's you know there's a lot there's definitely a lot of schools of thoughts and my last my last church was pretty huge um not huge i mean it was bigger it was like it was like 1500 to, to mm-hmm. 2000 people mm. but um, um good size 
Yeah, it's it's a. It was, I mean, it was it was it was definitely a, a full size crowd, but they had a strict strict no gun policy, except for. But we they actually had um, they actually had policemen on duty, like they would patrol. You know, there was probably like five or six policemen, and then they had like a whole security team that they were they were all packing to. So, I guess it was fine. And obviously, their big argument was that they don't want lay people people that are not as trained using the gun but i honestly man i i still didn't agree with it i just thought to myself as long as you've got your concealed carry you've mm-hmm. taken the class you you probably know what you're doing you've shown that you know yeah. that's why the concealed carry class is there you've gone through you jumped right. you've jumped through the hoops that yeah. you need to go through you're a right. responsible citizen and right. I, i'm like heck yeah the more people even if they don't shoot the gun i mean think about one dude walks in with a gun and then 15 people are pointing their gun at you right right <laughs> what you gonna do yeah exactly <laughs> yeah i i carry a glock 40 caliber and which is i mean it's a subcompact but it's still hefty and it has a crimson trace laser on it nice and so it's nice. like <laughs> but he, you, know, you look down and there's a laser Dude, all over you there's no denying no it's, it's, it's going yeah it's, it's, it's going down. i need to get one of those lasers it's man. cool sounds, because really cool. the way i look at it is like if somebody came in and i wasn't able to get my gun up you know to my eye and fully extend my arm it will come up and just be on mm-hmm. them or under a table or something you know That's what good. i mean like yeah yeah i never thought about it's that. pretty cool and uh it's been burning through batteries lately, which I think in my holster, it actually hits the button because it's cool. It's on the grip to where if you come up and you just hold the grip, it turns on. Okay. Some of them have like this button on the side. I'm like, why? What's even the point of that? Because right. you got to like hit the button and then aim where yeah. mine is just you just grab it and it's on. Dude, that's awesome. And it's cool. I really. That <laughs> is, my, that's really cool, man. It's like, hey, check this out. I <laughs> bet you, whenever you're on the range, yeah, get that bullseye every time. It is. You? It's fun. <laughs> it does knock out a little bit, but only a couple inches, and I have to readjust. But in the if for a person, you know, if I'm pointing at, you know, or the main reason I carry a 40 caliber, I'd probably go down to a nine. But mm-hmm. in the woods, a 40 cal on a bear is about as low as you can go and still because i have had gotcha. run-ins with bears gotcha. <laughs> and wow like that's crazy what i didn't have my gun on me and i came around the corner and this bear was there i was literally two miles from the truck and we were probably 20 yards and that thing looked at me and i looked at it and i could literally hear my heart thumping Dude, in I'll my bet. head I bet. and i'm just like that's, oh, that's it's terrifying. about to go down man that's <laughs> I'm, about to get, I'm about to get mauled and i stood there and i mean it felt like forever but it was probably 10 seconds and it finally just kind of walked off but oh my i said gosh. never i said never again oh man so i carry gosh. in the woods all the time just <laughs> because of that yeah and so you didn't have anything no uh-uh. <laughs> what? i normally carry an axe too okay. just for just, actually you can tap trees and tell if they're hollow if you hit the butts with an axe but and that's typically but i i was just walking this road to see how it was and there was a gate at the beginning of it so i had to walk this entire road and it was in, in the middle of nowhere i mean i didn't have cell service this was up outside of roan mountain kind of on the 
Tennessee North Carolina border in. So not only would you have gotten attacked, you wouldn't. I have been couldn't able to even call called out. I had zero service, and that it was so scary. Yeah. <laughs> oh I would God. say, man, that was one of the more intense moments. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I carry a forty caliber, and and that's the main reason why. And um, but I also like some knockdown power if somebody wants yeah. to. <laughs> Not that a nine or even a three eighty wouldn't do it, but. I do like a 40 cal and to be honest with you I like the way they shoot a nine millimeter is just too snappy for me plus I'm kind of a bigger guy so the 40 cal just feels good to me it just mm. I like it but yeah, yeah so it's a, it's a little too much 40 too, cal too, yeah it's a little too much power for the millennial hands <laughs> oh dude I mean I'm just like about to pop my face every time I oh really no I mean it's not oh, that no. bad but my kids shoot the my four the my glock yeah There's, they like it there was one time when I was when I was taking the concealed carry class probably the nicest littlest old lady yeah busted out a um a revolving there you 40 go 40 caliber and I was like what in the world this guy's for real I mean, man it was like oh yeah I was, yeah I was like yeah she's not messing around right no she's not that's funny that is funny but yeah I I you're gonna feel just I feel better I mean I, I just do and I yeah. carry it all the time yeah and I just you know what's weird to me though man I don't understand why I had to go through I had to go to a class, mm-hmm. got to pay for the concealed carry thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to get my fingerprints. Right. Um, to, you know, to be able to put a shirt over top of my gun. Right. But then anybody can walk out. Anybody with no concealed, you know, no classes, no training of any kind can just open carry. I don't, and I'm trying to understand it, but, and I get that, like, you know, I guess people are going to watch you more, but it still doesn't matter because you can still pull the gun out the same way. Right. Right. You know, I'm like, totally. I, I don't understand how that makes sense. Like, I'm it, like, I think everybody, if you're going to carry or not, yeah. like it does, it doesn't matter if you're concealing, concealing the carry or open carrying. Right. I think everybody should go through a class. That's what's weird to me. Well, I'll tell you that. And I, I, completely agree with you and i don't know if it's like this now but i got my concealed carry in tennessee moved to south dakota Uh paid 10 bucks went to the sheriff's office paid 10 bucks they gave me a a temporary concealed carry and i said well i can conceal now she's like well yeah this was in custer county which is kind of you know definite west western okay i got yeah i said she's like we don't figure anybody's dumb enough to come down here and apply for this unless <laughs> <laughs> you know if you have a record i'm like wait and she's like yeah we'll get you your permanent one here after we run your background that's, i was like what in the world but it was amazing. 10 bucks that's no all class. you had to do that was all i had to do is go down and that's fill out awesome. a form yeah pay 10 bucks they gave me a temporary one and my my permanent one showed up in the mail like a week and a half later dude i did I think I did have to do fingerprints down there. Well, and even but, even if it was that simple, because yeah. then at least you could have the fingerprints. Because right. they go, they went to town on my fingerprints. Oh, yeah. They you know they roll each finger mm-hmm. from left to right, dude. I felt like I just signed my life away <laughs> when I did that. But even if you just you're did, in the database now, right, dude? I'm in there, man. You're in it. But I'm like, even if they just did that with you know everybody. Yeah. And wanted to carry just that alone, right? Because then they've got all of the they've got all the DNA that they need for right. any gun. If they're right. you know, it's, it's just yeah. So uh, yeah, it, that's a it's a weird thing that we have. But um, 
I don't know. It, I thought that was cool, but it kind of ticked me off that they took my Tennessee uh, concealed carry when I got to South Dakota because I was like, well, if I have a Tennessee one and a South Dakota, I could literally travel across the country and it will have reciprocity through the whole, <laughs> everywhere That's I'm going, they're like, no, man. we need that. I said, I just paid like 250 bucks for this. They just said, no, we need it. Oh, so they sucks. took it from me, but, oh. and then I had to take the class again in North Carolina and got, got it here, but oh well. It's like, it? how many times, man? Yeah, how many times I'm going to have to do it? I need dude. to stop moving is the bottom line, but <laughs> <laughs> is the truth. So what, you were a part of the sheriff's, you were, or... Do what? You were in the police force? Oh, yeah. I just went to the police academy. I went When I was 21, I I went to uh, to take the class. It was a three-month long. Well, they've got different classes. They've got like a year-long one and yeah. then an intense three-month, like almost like a maybe, – maybe not as intense as basic training like for the military, but it was really – it was really hard. So it was were like, you wanting to be a police officer? Yeah, I was okay. yeah, originally. Well, you know, I've, ha- I've had a lot of different – I went through a lot of career options, like most millennials. <laughs> went through a lot of different <laughs> options. Um, so police, yeah, being a police officer was one of them. So I, I actually, I finished and graduated the class and got a nice shiny plaque for it. So was this after college? No, I I took a weird turn, man. Or I took a weird um, process. To Tell be me able about to, that. To be able to, <laughs> to like graduate. Let's yeah, get dude. weird. Let's get weird, man. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was, I went to the community college for, um, a year and I should have gone for two years to get my associates, Okay. but I was so excited about, you know, like getting up to Appalachian, um, that I was like, yeah. And so I really just like shot myself in the foot super bad because I had 30 credits and only like 10 of them transferred up to app versus if I, versus right. And like, it was like Dustin think a little bit if i would have if i would have just waited another year with my you know i would have gotten my associates and all all 60 60 credits would have transferred up there so i I went up to app with 10 credits and i actually um i've i've always i've always loved the church so much i've loved working in the church helping Uh churches out i mean if i wasn't a worship pastor i'd i would scrub the toilets for it I'd be a. I mean, I love the church so much, honestly. Really? I, yeah, dude. I don't know why. You just, wouldn't be an interpreter. Use that. Uh, ter- oh, well, uh, use your I'm, degree. <laughs> I would probably have to do that for actual cash. Yeah, I got like, you. Not, <laughs> I don't <laughs> think scrubbing toilets would um, probably pay a, like the salary that I wanted. But right. uh, but you know what I'm saying. I just sure. I just really love it. Um, but anyway, so I was helping out three different churches. No, no, I was I was in a. I was doing Baptist campus ministries. I was uh, leading a worship band in mm-hmm. there. I was leading a worship band at First Baptist Church of Boone. It's a big, big yellow church hmm. um, right on the campus of Appalachian, which actually me and Elise got married at. Oh, First okay. Baptist. That's where we met. Oh. We met at that First Baptist Church of Boone um, at that, on that worship team. And I was helping start the Elevation um, Extension Campus up in Boone. Do also. they have one? They had one, okay. um, and it was doing really well when we were there. There was uh, 400 to 600 people going there regularly. Okay. But then it, it actually just shut down like um, two or three months ago because it was college ki- it was college kid led. Gotcha. Well, all we did is we just we provided worship. Yeah. And then we would put S- Stephen Furtick's 
um, message ser- on like it. sermons on a big screen. Yeah. We had there was one place called IG Greer, and that's um that's where like it's like a big, um, almost like theater mm-hmm. kind of feel. And so mm. we we would have we'd have our Sunday um, mornings there. Gotcha. Um, so anyway, so I was or Sunday evenings actually, but we were so I was doing three different campus ministry churches going on at at the same time that I was working right. at Taco Bell and <laughs> and I was um, uh, commuting from Wilkes to Boone so I didn't even live up in Boone oh, so I so I was commuting from from Wilkes to Boone helping three um, worship teams out leading three worship teams um, one of them helping start a church campus um, busy boy and and then trying to do 15 credits and so guess what happened i i tanked uh, and i found yeah spiral. it was so dumb and so i failed out of college yeah and naturally you know why wouldn't i and i actually got and i was so and i was actually so mad at god because i was like i was like god i'm just i'm working for I'm you here i'm working for you i'm man. working for and you, and you yeah this is, like why would you do this to me like i'm just i'm trying to like spread your name spread right. your gospel right. and then you just failed me out of college and like that was my mentality and right. i was just i mean i was young and you know yeah. not thinking right. and so i i was like well and not only that around that same time tom bartlett left um yeah, celebration, celebration church yeah. Before that, he had fired John Lewis, which was like, um, he was like my worship pastor. He was the guy who okay. taught me how to do basically everything I know how to do. So um, were you a little so bitter, maybe? I was. And not yeah. only that, the SBC had fired all of the college campus ministry pastors, including the one that was that I really looked up to right. up, at, up in BCM, Baptist Campus Ministry. Okay. So he was let go along the same time that Tom left, along the same time that, you know, John Lewis. You're a man without a country. And so I was, like I was, everybody yeah. Everybody I know is gone. Yeah, and I was really mad. I was like, I was like, okay, I just, I just dedicated my, you know, dedicated my heart and my life to you doing these campus ministries. And all of these pastors just got fired or quit. Yeah. I was like. I don't want to be in because that was my original goal was I was going to do music education. Okay. And but I was just gonna you know I was gonna try to be in ministry and so I was like, nope, mm. forget that. I'm right. not gonna be in ministry now. Be, I've been yeah. burned. I'm gonna do something else now. <laughs> Fool so, me once. Uh huh. <laughs> forget it. And so then I was like, well, you know, being a cop looks pretty awesome. <laughs> so, you know i've never said that but maybe well, it is yeah. well it was just some people yeah. it was just cool to me you know like yeah. i didn't understand the full extent of what you know what it takes to be a cop but but then i learned you know through going through the class the three-month intensive class but that class was so so crucial to who i am today because it taught me to so taught me intense discipline okay. i mean it was very very like like you get here and if you if you miss 10 minutes, guess what happens? At the end of class, you make up those 10 minutes. If you miss a whole day, guess what happens? Yeah. You have to make up 8 hours. Like it was like, yeah. you know, it like it was it was just very strict. Right. Um, we had to do push-ups. We had to do 20 push-ups every hour. Um, so by the end of it, my chest was huge. Oh man. <laughs> it was rocking it. It was awesome. <laughs> and we you know, we worked out like 
like uh, three or four times a week in the morning. Like right. it would, we had to get there at seven thirty and work out for like an hour Which and a is half. Tough and on a millennial. So it was very. It was not easy, <laughs> man. So it just, <laughs> and you know, these classes were intense, and there was a lot of like late evenings. There, there was a lot of times where we had to be there mm-hmm. seven a.m. to ten yeah. p.m. and stuff like that. So, so it taught me. It taught me a lot of structure and discipline that I needed, even though I didn't. And towards towards the end of the the three month series or three month. Um, class we had to do this one um thing we had to go into a, a school we and we all had like bb guns and stuff like that like it wasn't sure. real guns right. but we had to do the scenario of a school shooting and and, it, and so what they train you to do is they train you to kill the the target on site there's no talking them down right. there's no communicating there is only Take, there's only the threat now yeah and sorry they don't say kill they just say right. yeah they say shoot to stop the threat right right because that's what you know is yeah. technically correct and so yeah you don't you don't want to say I'm what gonna we really kill mean him. is kill yes yeah and so and th- but when i did that it terrified me because i was just like i just have to i just have to to kill this dude because i I've, i was banking on me being able to talk somebody down in a, an intense scenario okay. if, I, if i was ever like you're gonna in a, use your my, skills my huh? gift of gab or something <laughs> yeah. i don't know and so that was the first time when i was like i'm just gonna have to shoot somebody and i don't or they're gonna have to shoot me mm-hmm. and i was like i don't i don't think i can do this this isn't i'm not cut out for this yeah. that's it takes it takes a special kind of mentality totally um to be able to to do that and i i have so much respect for for police officers now you now that i've gone through that I look at that and literally every day it's a possibility Absolutely. that they're going to be in that situation. Dude, it's like, it totally I don't is. know if I could do it every day of my life. Just go, yep, today might be it. So, and you just get back up. Respect you, absolutely. And you just get back up and you do it again. And I was just like, that's amazing, but I can't do it. So, right. um, so I was glad, I was glad that I went through that, but it was, it was not for me, but I, um, and I felt bad cause there was a lot of people that actually didn't even pass the class that really wanted to be kept caught. Cops. And you passed. And I and passed. Like, I didn't I want to I'm be good. one. Yeah, I felt <laughs> super bad. I think I know what I don't want to do now. Yeah. So I went back to school, still not wanting to be in ministry. And so I was like, well, I really need a degree. <laughs> and I grew up speaking Spanish. And so I was like, this seems like the easiest route for me. Right. So, um, which I like Spanish and I like, and I like being a teacher. So I, I graduated um, with Spanish education and my, my, um, my GPA was like 3.65, so I was like um, magna cum laude. So I was, I mean, I did much better the second time around. Sure. I actually focused well, and paid attention and stuff and like that. And that's where I'm at with, you know, even my kids too. It's like if you're asking a 17-year-old year to go, what do you want to do the rest of your life? And it's like, you know, sometimes I was the same way, you know, went to school for a little while, then, then took a year off and worked. And, you know, we moved back here to Tennessee and, when I went back, I was just focused yeah, and I had yeah. a, well, I had a child too. So I had a lot of drive. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I better, I better nail this. You got yeah, you got to get but, that money. Yeah. But if I were 17 and 18, forget it, you know, I, it's, and, and I agree, dude, not, I'm not going to, you know, like whenever my kid's going through his, yeah when he's trying to figure out what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that take take your time do it right figure mm-hmm. it out right. and 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 on and try to save as much money as you can through totally. the process you know don't go to college you know for for one thing and then you waste it, it i i'm totally in support of going to college but make sure that you're doing the right thing because 
Um, it's a lot of money and a lot of and time. And it's a wasted, commitment so. that I'm going to do this the rest of my life. Absolutely. So you know, it, yeah. if you work in the field, you got a degree. If you do work in the field, yeah, I know. And well, and you know, not only that though, I don't think I don't think most people like I'm not planning to be a worship pastor for the rest of my life. Um, I, I'd like to do it most of my life, but mm-hmm. I I don't see myself doing this forever. So, you know, it's like I don't think everybody. I don't think most people, even if they're in a career for a long time, end up doing that thing, their mm-hmm. that one thing their entire life. So right. for so for you know the thought process of I have to do this one thing for forty years is um, I don't think it's necessary. You know no, I think I think you're I gonna agree. you might you know you might be in the same area, the same field, right? But your roles will switch. Hopefully you'd become a manager or right. you know you you know well as you grow to, and I mean you change, yeah. I change as things change. It's like well you know you I know exactly what you're saying. The situations change and it's like mm-hmm. well ne- you know feel led to go do this now, which there's nothing wrong with that. But yeah. I was gonna ask you what what's been your worst job? My worst job? Yeah. Oh, man. Do you have uh, any that's just like, that was... Yeah. So, uh, let me see. Let me think about it. I, I did roofing for a while. That wasn't Ooh. too bad. Taco Bell. It was really hard, but I. Yeah. But it wasn't the worst job I've ever had. Taco Bell was probably the easiest job I've ever... No, no, no. no I take that back. Lifeguarding was the easiest job I've ever had. <laughs> that that's, was... That's kind of the universal dude, easy job. That was so easy, man. I'm just sitting there staring at people. <laughs> was counting heads counting heads yeah getting a tan yeah dude it was hanging great. out um the hardest job i would have to say the um, worst job the, the worst even job have to be the hardest, the hardest just like this this I, is insane i'll tell you what it is and i wish it wasn't true but it was um i went to work at caswell camp caswell which is um it's like a Christian summer camp for okay. for like high school and middle schoolers yeah i worked there it was like it was like 14 weeks right and it was like we lived there. We couldn't leave. Right. We had to, we had to stay there for 14 weeks, and it was from like the beginning of or the end of May till like middle of August or something like that. Yeah. So it was a long period, uh-huh. and I was really, um, I, th- I I don't know if I'm as much extroverted as I figured out that I'm not as extroverted as I thought I was because right. I was really more. I I needed my time. I needed my space. I needed I needed like to be alone in isolation and i didn't have that ever ever i never ever had that Wait the whole you have kids. 14 weeks oh dude, when they're babies man. <laughs> it was like never yeah i never yeah. get some alone time and i was just dying i was like i i i need to chill and there's no time to chill it was like you get up at 7 30 and, and you're going you right you're going there. until 11 p.m because you're a camp counselor yeah. and so i was i was just like so so busy taking care of kids the entire day or hanging out with college kids the entire day that were my age and i was and so probably by like week six out of the 14 i was like i don't know if i can do this it was terrible and i finished it i finished all 14 weeks or whatever but it was like a grind it was it was tear because i was just like i i'm so miserable i hate everybody I hate these kids. I know I'm supposed to be showing Eat your the, pizza, kid. I'm tired of loving them. You know, like Jesus loves them, but it was just so it was so mentally and emotionally and even spiritually just draining yeah. to be constantly going like that. And so I've really just I learned through that season to like protect protect quiet times and um, yeah time with God and learning how. Well, to, it's odd that they didn't alone. factor that in because I know like. 
we worked with camps before and and uh peyton my oldest son he's working at one now where it's and i think they still but they'll they'll rotate the counselors kind of to where they'll give a counselor kind of a week off or kind of an easier job away from the kids and just kind of schedule in some time where it's not just 24 7 that would have been 14 week day 14 weeks and that would have been really nice yeah where they kind of get a week off through the summer of just yeah all right oh that would have been that would just something like that maybe just like one or two weeks in the middle of the 14 weeks or something like that would have been really nice but it was but even our quiet times we had to do them together like we had like the morning devotionals I mean, I guess that's and, not our quiet time, but we had morning devotionals together, and together. so it was like so versus just, like saying, "Hey, go you know, off by yourself." Yeah, and do your thing. yeah. So it's hmm. yeah. Yeah. I really, I, I mean, I love community. I think community is incredibly important, but I also think there's, a, <laughs> I think there's a huge balance between community and time alone with God. Yeah. You know, and or just you know spending time by yourself and stuff. So you had us do uh, personality tests here yeah yeah dude what? i love personality tests what were you i'm yeah I'll, i'm an enfj but i might be i teeter between enfj and infj okay what is that because i'm like a i just remember it popping up when i got done and like the executor the executive <laughs> or, i'm pretty or sure executive you're, yeah, or something I'm, and i'm like i think that's right i you think, think you're I, entj may i might be right yeah. i don't get what all of that means <laughs> other than i'm so into myers-briggs man okay. i love myers-briggs yeah which i thought it was funny because we were talking to somebody and about coming over for a picnic and they were like are you sure you want that many people around and i was like well, what do you mean they're like you, you don't seem like an extrovert like you would like having people around and I, you know i mean i don't get a lot of feedback about myself so i was like really i don't come up i love that i'm i'm all for it let's go have fun and no like, i think you're definitely an extrovert <laughs> but you're so chill i think when people think about extroverts yeah they think about like like a very like bubbly outgoing like a over the top kind of person right. and i don't think that's correct at all no, i don't think that's I agree. it can't it can be sure yeah. but i don't think that's i don't think that's the mark of an extroverted person yeah. i think that i think the mark of an extroverted person is um is somebody who enjoys spending time with people like somebody like somebody that gets energy mm-hmm. that's how they get energized is whenever they spend a lot of time with people versus right. like for me honestly i need i even though I may come across as an extrovert, I need time alone. Right. Like, like that's I get my energy from being alone, yeah. not from being with with um, other other people. And I think you get your energy from being with other people. I do, um, and it, sometimes it depends on the week and depends on the people. Uh, sometimes I'm dealing with things that are very draining. Sure. Yeah. And so I try to live pretty balanced. You know, like I love having people over. I love entertaining or meeting people or just talking to people, not a problem. But it depends on the situation. If it's been very draining and dealing just with issues or, or whatever, I definitely like my quiet time, yeah. especially in the evenings or whatever. It's just like go fish and try to get away from it. Or mm-hmm. So I, I try to be balanced that way. But in general, I don't, you know, I like people. Yeah, <laughs> I like hanging dude. out and just. Absolutely. At, and you can usually tell an extrovert out you can pick them apart from an introvert with with their and this is i've, I've never heard anybody say this this is just my opinion mm-hmm. with how comfortable they are 
in a in in a group of right. people like you can tell the introverts don't feel you can you they don't feel as comfortable you can sense they're not as comfortable in this in this scenario right, right. now versus extroverts are very comfortable in their own skin right. they're very relaxed and they just love being it's like their family you know they right. love being around like they just you know they just make yeah. themselves at home with any group of people that they're there right. and that doesn't mean that they're the most in your face kind of people they're and just cheery you know, and yeah just, uh, they're just backflips when they <laughs> right they just enjoy it they're just yeah. enjoying other just the company of other people yeah i think uh and you know being on stage obviously you're up front and whatnot but i would literally and maybe it comes through you know maybe that's where they get it like i would rather if i could play backstage but like yeah, I have no like there's interest. like a huge curtain yeah, in front of well, us. <laughs> I have, have I told you my th- thought on that? No, no. Like having it? a curtain like seven feet high just, just across to, the front. Just to just, cover. Just for like a week or two. Yeah, dude. So yeah. people could still see the words on the screen. Yeah. But, but they didn't know who was playing that's to hilarious. where they could focus on that. Because <laughs> I, am not, I have zero interest in yeah. being seen or like. Uh, yeah. being a part of the attention I guess mm-hmm. or distracting or it's whatever such, and it's such a delicate man I've been been working so hard over the past 10 years of leading worship to to try to know that balance of how do I lead people right. without bringing attention to myself how do I get them to pay attention to me without paying attention to me yeah <laughs> and it's I, such a weird it thing. is a weird dynamic because it's like you're not at a rock and roll show. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, if I was in a rock and roll band, I'd probably, you know, be Angus Young running across the stage. I wouldn't, but yeah. at the same time, people are like, well, you never move. Or, you know, and it's like, well, you want me to run across the stage? That'd be distracting. That'd be like, very distracting. It, so apparently there's a balance. <laughs> well, and I, something in general, you know, I watch myself back on like Facebook Live and stuff like right. that. In general, I will say my movements always feel bigger when I'm doing them than mm-hmm. they actually come across. Like what I say, what I, you know, like in the moments that I'm saying something or um, encouraging them or even smiling, whatever it is in my head is a lot bigger than I, what I think it is. And I'll watch it back on the screen and later like, oh. and I'll be like, it wasn't actually, I didn't go that big. Okay. So I always think I do need to go bigger, but I have seen it. There are, there's a lot of churches out there that are, um, you know, they've got people jumping and dancing and, um, just going nuts. Yeah. And I, I, it's really, and I've been struggling with that because that's really like the new, that's the new, uh, church way. The, 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 uh, what worship leaders are looking like these days is they look like that. They don't have a guitar in their hands. They just they're, have, they're just jumping around, making gyrations uh, across the stage. Yeah, and they've they've just got like they're just all up in your business. And it's so awesome to see their stage presence, but it's incredibly distracting. Yeah, like I can't focus on anything. And I'm a worship leader, and I love God, and I'm like I'm, right. I'm trying trying to, to sing. I'm trying to worship, like get, get engaged, in a, get in. But all I can see is like these people have commanded the stage, mm-hmm. and that if you're, I guess if you're in the entertainment world, these That's, guys, these guys are the these would be the top level entertainers. Right. But it's so distracting to me when you're trying to get people to. Just because you can right. doesn't mean you necessarily should. And so I, I <laughs> so I'm, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of the the look at me. 
yeah. entertainment kind of field that these that a lot of these churches are going into and right. i could try it and i have done it a couple of times like in some like youth rallies and some um like kids church stuff like that but it's it just didn't feel it, it didn't feel like i was actually bringing people closer to god right. by doing that have you had any real distracting moments while you were on stage from the audience yet yeah absolutely absolutely all oh, the time all the time i mean i it probably what i'm getting at is uh, we had a situation <laughs> in, uh-huh. in rapid city and me i was on stage you know we were, the worship band was playing and this gal was right up front i mean literally four feet from me when i'm playing and doing these gyrations and she would lift her leg up and like clap her hands under her legs and and so just dancing so and it, it was the bass player next to me he was a funny guy and he uh-huh. had big chops you know and he would he had long hair and he would rock out and i he i'm just like don't look at me don't look at me and he kind of looked over at me i'm thinking so distracting oh my that God. i could barely like i it took everything in me <laughs> not to just start cracking up because this gal is just like a, f- I, it was just the oddest thing in the world. <laughs> and we kind of got done playing and I walked, I said, what in the world was that? I know. And, I, and you know, we were just all kind of in this and everybody else in the audience was, no, you know, normal people. And this guy was just up front along the stage going crazy. Well, a couple weeks later, the gal's daughter came backstage before we were getting ready to go on and just said, you know what, I'm so sorry about that. Um, My mom's all jacked up on some pills or was going through some stuff. And it was just, so I said, okay, that makes more sense. Like this person (laughs) actually worshiping, I've never seen this before. But I I don't know if you've had any of those experiences yet, but that was the one that comes to mind where I was just like, I don't even know what to do right now. Yeah. Like, am I, are, should well, I stop? Should... Now I know like, so I always try to keep in mind, uh, it's one of the, I think John Maxwell may have came up with this, but some, some leadership person came up with the law of the lid, you know, kind of like if you're thinking about like, um, like a, 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 a container, mm-hmm. a container with a lid, people will never go. If the people are inside the lid, or okay. people aren't in the container inside the you're jar. the inside the jar yeah you are the lid the leader is the lid people will never be able to go above what the lid is oh this gal did do it oh this yeah she, gal did. <laughs> she well, went she busted right through it. well so i well i've always got this struggle of like i need to go bigger because i need to create i need to create a, an environment in this room where people can feel free to be able to go bigger if they want to okay. but there's always this how big is too big and how um how do i go big without being distracting and that's and that's always been a huge struggle of mine because you have to create as a worship leader you have to create an environment of freedom that's like one of my most but it important still needs things to be you but it still has to like be me if your personality yeah. isn't doing backflips and you're doing backflips it's like well that's fake it's weird absolutely yeah, it's and genuineness is just as important yeah. as going big. You have to be, right. you gotta be, you gotta be who you are. And so, so yeah, absolutely. I actually have to just, when I'm spending, when I'm worshiping alone with God, I, uh, I, I kind of like let, 
I kind of experiment and just say, what am I comfortable doing for God? And like, you know, because it, it says in the Bible, like David danced before the Lord right. and he like, oh, you know, totally, sang. And man. so I so I try to do if I, I try to figure out my who I am mm-hmm. in Christ as right. I'm worshiping God and stuff like that. And so. So, yeah, if, if you haven't done it personally with God, right. it's probably not a good idea to do it. <laughs> on stage in front of others because now you're just acting yeah absolutely it looks definitely disingenuine but yeah i've had um i've had a lot of weird encounters i've had some times when i had to start a song over i would i was right in the middle of oh i was probably like probably like uh 40 50 seconds into a song and i just i stopped one time in college i was in one of the campus ministries and i said i'm so sorry everybody Wrong key. Where there's no <laughs> way we can keep this going, we gotta we gotta start from the top, and right. so I just right. I mean, everybody laughed, and hey, as you know, you know, it's like you just gotta do it, yeah. Because if not, it, we were actually I remember what song it was here for you, and we did it like this. Um, Let our praise be your welcome. Okay. Let us. It was that. It was yeah. like way the BPM was way high. way faster than it should have been and so i was like if we do this i'm gonna be singing we welcome you with praise we welcome you with praise like i was this like because this is this was before click track and so we had this to, will be on youtube yes not to play this is exactly right there was one time recently in our church and i won't name who it was but they know who it is <laughs> one of our pianists was playing the pad she started the pad at the, for the next song while we were still doing the song oh. previously, and it was in a totally wrong key. And so as we're singing this uh, supposed to be a cappella version of, or just, you know, just our voices in that moment, she brings up the pad from the next song, and not only, but she doesn't recognize it, and yeah. so she actually blared it. Like, she pushed it up louder, yeah. and it was like, it was one of those where, like, this sounds like a train wreck, and there's nothing, <laughs> this is about to there's nothing we can do, we just, let's just push through it, let's just let's keep, test our skills let's here. just keep moving here, because obviously she's not hearing it, and yep. so she just kept it going. And this, this is, everybody's out there going here it comes this is weird i, I want to look away but i can't this is, this is gonna get good yeah, no, yeah that's that's funny so what's uh when you you're from wilkes correct yeah kind of i'm i grew up kind um yeah like i was actually i was born in west virginia and then i was immediately transplanted to mexico where i lived until i was like 10 and we have um, so much in common do you, were you born in West Virginia? No. Oh, <laughs> you're just kidding. No, but the joke is I'm from California, and so everybody's like, "Well, you must be part Hispanic." Oh <laughs> like, yeah, so yeah. I because I grew up with a lot of Hispanic friends, eating yeah. chorizo oh, and eggs, yeah, and like dude, yeah. out in the avocado orchards and and strawberry. Not I, not that I worked out there, but a lot of my friends had them, and we'd go playing them as we were growing up. And, For sure, and a lot of fresh oranges. Dude, <laughs> but that anyway, sounds awesome. All oh, that sounds so good. <laughs> oh, it was great. Yeah. So it's kind of like I've got this. Uh, I'm very into, I guess, Hispanic culture, just because I think I think it's cool. I think I love mariachi music. Do you really? I love it. That's and awesome. People think like no, no, I do. I oh dig my it. god! I've got mariachi I love music Spa- on I, my phone. Man. I love Spanish music, but I do not love mariachi music. Really? I, I've ne- I can never get into it. But I love. Um, you haven't listened to Alano Rancho Grande, have you? I have not. Obviously. El Colas. No, it's good I, stuff, I man. It's so good, dude. 
That's so funny that you know all of these mariachi <laughs> songs. It's great. That's really no, cool. No, I'm serious. I do. I, lo- I love it, man. That's really it's cool. Good stuff. They used to have them. They used to have a mariachi band um, walk around at Monte Monte Mon- Rey. Yeah, okay. I don't. I haven't seen them there in a while, but okay. they, yeah, they just would walk around and they just yeah. they play their music. Nothing and beats it was, a good was, trumpet, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the mariachi. So you went to Me- you were in Mexico. Is that with was your 10. family was down there? And yeah, well, my dad is my dad is Mexican. He uh-huh. would um, he met my mom at what, uh, WVU. He was a professor. Oh, okay. He was actually a Spanish person. Morgantown. Per- yeah, he was. Yeah, he was I got a, a cousin's son, which I guess I don't know what that would make it, but he's at WVU now. A lot of my cousins would be a nephew, wouldn't he? Cousin's son. No. My cousin's son. Yeah, your nep- nephew? I guess it, no. No? My nephew no, it's your cousin, not, brother, not your like brother. If my brother had a son, that'd be yeah. my nephew. I have no idea. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Is. We're yeah. related somehow. But a lot, my two cousins graduated WVU. Cool. Three. Well, my cousin's husband also graduated. Yeah, WVU. Anyway. Gotcha. A lot of, lot of West Virginia. A lot yeah. of my family's from West Virginia. Well, Ohio, West Virginia. Right on the border in the panhandle. Nice. They were steel, a, steel mill workers. I got you. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. So they met there, got married, and um, and then they got divorced. And then so my dad had custody of me and my sisters, and so we moved us back to Mexico, where we lived for like until we were ten, till I was ten, and um, and then we moved to South Carolina for a little while near Myrtle Beach, actually. Okay. And then um, and then when I was like, uh. 12 I moved here to to Wilkes okay because that because my mom my dad um got in trouble with the law and so he yeah so he he said all right I'm giving you to your mom and so my mom lived here in Wilkes okay and so that's how that's how we ended up here so yeah I was here um I was here throughout some of middle school and high school did you go to central no my my sisters went to central because they thought it was cooler but I went to I went to west Good job. Did you like it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was, uh, okay. Yeah, it was fun. It was know. good enough. Did you fit in? <laughs> I, you know, uh, it was it kind. Is weird, man. You know, I went through. I got saved my senior year of my senior year of high school. Oh, okay. When I got saved, I was um, really on fire for God, and that was not a cool thing to do in high school. So mm-hmm. I had. So it was like uh, I was struggling to find my identity when I was fourteen or fifteen. And then 16. We all are, but then you hit a weird stretch, and that makes it just weirder. I know. It makes it so, yeah, the whole, yeah, the whole, like, you know, 12 to, like, 17 is just a really, really weird, I really feel bad, like, you know, some of my kids, watching one go through, one's kind of in and one's going to, you know, I just feel for them because I'm like, Uh, I give them a lot of grace because it's like, you know, we got hormones going uh like crazy. You're trying to figure out who you are, what you, you know what I mean, a lot of. Dude, there's so much. It is a tough so many questions, and you just you, time. you're just trying to figure out who you are. And yeah, and I would even I would like copy. I just did. I had no idea who I was, and I was copying other people, and who yeah. you know just trying to figure out myself. And um, when I was 16, um, I went. A uh, girl broke my heart, and I just Aww. said, "Forget it," right? Ah. And so, and then I uh, I went crazy, and I got. Um, into all the the typical high school stuff like you know sex drugs and 
alcohol uh, and, and rock and roll right. uh, and you know just just like just went into that lifestyle for a year and by the end of it i was miserable because i was like well i've done everything i'm supposed to do and, and I'm, I'm so still... i'm so unhappy right now right. and i was like there's got to be something else and then that's whenever um i was started i was uh friends with whitney bartlett tom bartlett's tom bartlett's daughter and whitney invited me to church one day and i got i got saved and it was super awesome man but so yeah so then my senior year of high school i was super on fire for god and um and i lost all of my party friends naturally and so um and so i didn't i just didn't i was kind of um, kind of a loner and you're just and and but even though for the end of that yeah yeah I was like, just it was kind of I mean I had a few what I did get my senior year is an intense security in my identity because mm. my identity was now rooted in Christ and well, so cool. I figured out who I was that year right and it was awesome and that and I gained a few really awesome Christian godly friends and so I didn't have you know popularity or tons of friends or you know a great experience but what i did gain was awesome security in my identity and some really solid christian guy friends too and that's i mean that was like more that than that it, just pivotal it was like it's all i needed anchoring. it was it was super awesome yeah so yeah. it didn't look like i was having an awesome life but it was <laughs> it was really it was it was really crucial for me yeah. i was i was uh i thought of you the other day and i guess brian has made the comment that and maybe I might be misrepresenting, but you know, people around here just don't smile. And I thought of you, uh, I'm in kind of this fishing club, uh-huh. and this guy caught a, a, you know, big old fish. Nice. And it literally looks like somebody just told him he's about to have a root canal. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm like, you look miserable. And yeah, you just dude. caught this big old fish. Yeah. And I've seen that before when Brian made that comment about nobody smiles around. I've seen people win. You know, some competition. They're holding a trophy, and they just look like they were kicked in the butt. Dude, some, know. You know, and they're, they're just so like unha- having their right so unhappy, man. Foot cut off, and I'm like, oh, yeah. what? What? Like, I don't know if that's a mentality or what. I'm, just like, I'm trying to figure it out here too, man. I love, <laughs> I love this county so much, and God, that's yeah. why I moved back here. I just felt like God was saying, this is, this is the town. Yeah. Hey, you're supposed to to love on and care for, and you know, just pour your heart into. Um, so I've been doing that, but yeah, I, I don't know what it is. I think I'm seeing a lot of mentality of, well, this is just the way it is oh, and there's yeah. nothing you can do about it. Right. And I think that's a really sad, scary mentality. I, I think, think that people have, a lot of people have, um, have given up. And so it's not that it's not these, these are honestly, I think Wilkes County is some of the nicest people I've ever met in my entire right. life. These are like literally give you clothes off their back kind of people but they're also in this they're well there's nothing we can do about it right and and not and that's a well you gotta be there's a bee that's gonna kill yeah, me. we get a few on the back <laughs> deck once in a while i don't that's that's been one of the biggest sad mentalities that i've seen here is yeah. just like there's just nothing i can do my 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 health is poor and I can't do anything about it, you know. Um, my my financial situation is terrible, and there's nothing right. I can do about it. And you know, well, I feel like up. people have given, and I can't tell if it's just here because I, you yeah, know, I don't or know if it's either. other places. But it's almost like you're saying they've just given up on pushing themselves or it, doing something yeah, new or doing something different. That's what different it looks or, like. It, like you know, they've forgotten that they actually have the power 
to to to, ch- to change right. what you know if they're not happy with something you know like they can they can do something about it yeah where but, it's like no I can't and and I run into you know whether it's the opioid thing or yeah and I've could, had these could be a lot of that and I've had these conversations with people about they. And it's kind of a long debate, but as far as the government helping, you know, I've had a guy walk me through the woods that was, he was older than me at the time, but only by like two years, walk me through the woods. And I said, well, so what do you, you know, we're talking as he's showing me his property lines. So, well, what do you do? Well, I'm, I'm on disability actually. So what's the problem? You know, you okay? He's like, well, my back, my back's tore up. And I'm like, well, you rolling through the woods pretty good. Yeah. How long you been on disability? Six years now. And I'm like, dude, you're walking step for step with me. Up you can hill. do something. I'm sure you can do a desk job easily. On. And I don't know if that's that was just an ex- that just cemented in my mind like, whoa. Yeah. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. And and I get some of that sometimes, but um, it's this mentality of just. And, and I'm not just saying for that guy, I'm just saying I've seen it before mm-hmm. and I've just almost become livid this one day. And I always use it because it just, I almost went off the rails. It almost got bad, but I was behind a guy at the gas station and we were at the counter and he was paying for his stuff. Uh, he had a Mountain Dew, a bag of chips, something else. And the gal's ringing him up and he looks down and he said there's a there's a, there was a lollipop or and he picks up the lollipop he's like can i buy this on my ebt card and the mm. guy was like yeah i think so and he's like well i'll take two of them then or no he didn't say he just put it put it down and said i'll take that yeah and i was just like you gotta be kidding me man. dude oh yeah there's yeah, because there's... i'm a big proponent of like i said it could get into a long debate but if you're on food stamps or or government assistance and you need it, I am totally cool and not a problem, but I feel like we ought to be able to dictate or the gut that you can buy this much fruit, this much meat, this much milk, mm-hmm. this much cheese. There's no buying the, you know, cases of Mountain Dew. I mean, I literally see them case of Mountain Dew and just crap Oreos and whatever. I said, you know yeah. what? That's a luxury. There's a couple of things that come to my mind actually, cause I had EBT. E- e- like we were so poor yeah we had ebt also and we had a lot they gave us like nine hundred dollars it was a lot of money yeah. but my mom actually did not she she actually didn't care enough to go buy food so i would be the, i'd be the one to go buy food and, oh. and so talk about a 16 year old with 900 dollars to do yeah. whatever he wanted with and guess what kind of guess what kind of food i would buy oh, I bet it was just it was the junk it was the it was the junkiest food you've ever seen in your life right. so two things i think about one there should be some sort of class there should be some like when you get when you, when you know when they tell mm-hmm. you hey you're gonna get EBT you're gonna be required to go through some sort of like health class and maybe even some like some meals like teach you how to make some healthy meals or something like that and right. what you can do with it because I just I had no understanding of anything other than but well would that have changed you maybe not but I think knowledge is incredibly it's like a very first it's like a good first step to understanding why you should and why you shouldn't have doing do those things number one number two there was a lot of my friends or a lot you know because we we lived in a poor area poor development and a lot of our uh, um, neighbors had EBT also and they would trade their EBT for 
you name it. Yeah. Actual money right. for opioids. Right. So, um, so number two, I think you have to have you need you need to have some sort of ID. So mm-hmm. along with your food stamps, you need to show some sort of ID that belongs to the thing so right. they can see it. Number one, knowledge. Number two, you know, um, that. But number three, yeah, I think. I think they should limit it. I mean, if they're mm-hmm. giving you nine hundred, you know, whatever it is, if right. they're giving you so so much money for EBT, they should say they should be able to control right. what you're going to be able to buy with it. Right. Um, and uh, I think I think it would be, I I think it would be a game changer for sure in how well, people think about food. Yeah, and, and if you say a family like of four, you get this much money, but you get this much allotted for meat. Uh-huh. You got to buy this money. For you know vegetables you need yeah. this much fruit you need this much milk the i mean the decent stuff because i'm going well i you know i talk with somebody really regular that deals with people that are in this community and we were talking about this and they were like no they would say it is my right to be able to buy whatever i want i said how is that well, I, I, what brain connection do you have to be able to say i need I am in need. I am poor, but now it's my right to be able to buy whatever I want with money. I and they said literally that is their mentality. It it is now my right to be a. I should be able to buy whatever I want. Mm -hmm. And I was like, are you? You can't be serious. They're like, no, that is the mentality. Like my, it 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 makes me go insane to think that that's actually a thought. Yeah, and And people are yeah, people are really like working the. They're really good at working the system. Elise is, you know, a nurse, and she she came home the other day and said she was talking to some kids that were in high school. They're like one, I don't know, one of their family members was um, in the hospital. She was talking to the high school kids and asking them what they want to do, and they said their goal was to actually try to get on, to try to get on disability. They said they're going to try to get on disability whenever they can. Yeah. And so they can. So I uh, think until that changes, dude, it's the it's yeah, it's a really well, and well, I say that, situation. but I mean, unless the heart changes, unless, unless something, there's a paradigm shift, and because I'm like, you know, I was talking to this person, I said, listen, I have a lot of things, there's a lot of stuff in the cabinets that are just luxury, but if I, and if I actually needed to go on food stamp, whatever, those would be gone. I'd be like, sorry, boys, mm-hmm. we don't get Absolutely. to drink pepsi we don't get we're on hard times man and uh we're down to the nitty-gritty you know rice and beans here we come it would be it would it would be a definite shift but which i'm starting just my mentality going hey i i'm on hard times i don't need freaking oreos and i don't need you know pizzas and whatever ice cream sandwiches (laughs) well i'm learning how to cook for several people now and i wish if like that's one of the things that i'm like if they were to ever do some sort of class yeah they need how to teach they need to teach how to cook in bulk because number one it saves so much more money than going right. out to eat right. and number two it saves so much more money than even the uh the process stuff it costs a lot of money totally. to buy food that's already pro- like yeah. put to put together and packaged together so if i just bought a ton of rice and a ton of beans and a ton of chicken yeah i could i could have I could have several meals for several days that right. saved me a lot of money right. versus, you know, and so even just like teaching how to cook big yeah, will, will, um, save you a lot of money it, and, totally. and make, and make you healthier, honestly, because processed foods, big companies 
cook differently than you would cook in your kitchen. They put so many other yeah. things in their food that is so unhealthy. Is. So number one, cooking at home is way healthier no matter what you're putting in there. And number two, you're, you're saving money. Which so. I wanted to, I, I got a fishing date pretty soon, but um, I did want to add a couple things. Number one, this whole toxic free, toxin free oh, living yeah, Le- thing. thing. Yeah. Is that... What, uh, and I, <laughs> what you put in your body, like, what do you, what do you guys do for that as far as, what, what are you it, eating? What does it look like? Well, yeah. Um, well, uh, right now, it's been a slow process. Food-wise, we mostly just try to almost, like, always cook our own meals just because like what i was saying is you yeah. know processed stuff is just like cooked very differently right so we're try we try as much as we can to just cook our own meals um number one number two it's been really hard for me because i've always used like normal uh what do you what do you call it sprays or like for any type of like it's like normal shampoos normal cleaning supplies normal um yeah weed killer like what any type of like spray material that so you're talking like no round like like not even round it's been really hard for me because elise has been like no you cannot like anything that is like that's got those that's got chemicals that are not natural and not that are that can be kind of bad for you she's like you we cut it out completely and so we've had a lot of um fun conversations (laughs) you know we're honestly arguments Uh, because i'm like i just want to mop the floor and she'll be like no you're not gonna mop it with this you're gonna mop it with this and and i understand she's trying to just create like because honestly there's so many things that are linked to um, mm-hmm. There's so many, like so many of those chemicals like that are carcinogens, linked, or, yeah, or, are, are linked to cancer and linked to like um, um, poor health. And so I understand what she's trying to do, yeah. but it makes our life very, very difficult. You have to be very conscious right. of of all the chemicals. You you really quickly realize how many chemicals you use to clean stuff with, or to to fix stuff with right. whenever you try to take them all out. Well, I don't. I I can agree. I think. Well, and I was just kind of getting at the food stuff just because I th- you can literally change your DNA by what you eat. Yeah, do you and, absolutely can. Yeah. And it's insane and to put in any sort of processed food, you're changing things. Yeah. Like I think when I think toxin free, I, I, that's what I mainly think of. I, I mean, I'm well, a big, big fan of my Old Spice body soap i know me too man it's like yeah like we've had to cut out a lot of stuff but food wise i yes elise does the sheets first of all this is it's more of her thing so it's i try to support her as much as i can but like like i'm still gonna eat so is this like no deodorants too because that is actually huge as far as i believe mercury content yeah she doesn't use she doesn't use um she's been using a weird concoction of like oils and Mm -hmm. um uh i don't know i I don't know it's something like that and i'll be honest there was like a four-month stretch when she was trying out different um oils where she smelt so bad <laughs> she smelled so i'm telling you i without so my degree bad man it was man, terrible. i would be stink 
E. But she finally found this natural deodorant. I think Young Living actually makes it. Yeah. Um, and so she's been using it, and right. it's awesome. But it's for this, like cool. it's like natural. It just took a process to figure. It's been. It out. A, it's been. Yeah. And you and you'll like anytime you're trying to change your lifestyle totally. up like that. It's it's going to be hard, especially right. now because they don't have as much natural things as they do right. process stuff. And so yeah, she she's cut yeah. that out like her shampoo is different um any kind of soaps are different like yeah. everything we have in our house is like either she made it herself um with like thieves oil or they something make like a that, good or... laundry detergent not that they make it you can make it it's like with borax and like this stuff it's actually decent we used it yeah, for a we, long time yeah we now have I'm a, back on the arm and hammer there you go <laughs> whatever but. well honestly i i would i mean i'm, I'm trying to support her but I, yeah. it's been hard but um but yeah they, we have a thieves um laundry detergent it's made by young living and uh-huh. so it already comes like in a bottle and yeah. it's and it's like you just put a little dab and dude it's like the little because it's so constant concentrated and so right. strong because that's how you know right. oils are and whatnot and, yeah. just, and you just put i don't i don't think you can totally alleviate it but you can do i mean just like the closure wearing is, yeah. you know it's like yeah. it's in there there is spandex or elastic or any of that stuff right some sort of toxin i don't think but yeah. i always figure to me the big thing is what you put in your body and I, you know i'm not a proponent of like like factory farming yeah and that's where i was like i asked her the other i said have you ever eaten deer and people have this stigma of, mm. and i'm not saying she does i'm just saying in general oh i can't eat that i said and i'm in my mind i'm like that's probably the cleanest thing you'll wow. wild game yeah absolutely you absolutely. know they're out here as natural as could wow. be where factory farming mm-hmm. whether it's chicken you know they and i'm sure they i don't but when you're you're in this process of this huge factory farm. You don't know where yeah. this deer, you know, people, like I said, it holds a stigma. Yeah. I can't eat deer. I'm like, that's the most toxic free thing you're yeah. probably going to put in your body. You don't even know. You kill your own turkey, kill, you know, that's probably the most a wild turkey. Absolutely. That's probably the purest thing you're going to put in your body. Just mm. like growing your garden. Yeah. It's no different. You just, taking wild game and and they think oh you're a cold-blooded killer it's like actually it's the opposite well, have a lot more reverence for that animal mm-hmm. i never get happy after i shoot a deer it's like god thank you for this meat it's yeah. going to provide for my family so as if you want to try some <laughs> i would love to try <laughs> like, some that sounds awesome i, I make some uh, killer deer fajitas Oh, it's so good, dude! That does so sound good. amazing. Yeah, like but, venison. I love oh, it. Yeah. I've had some. I've had some deer meat before, Have for sure. And it, yeah, it's it's expensive too, because we buy you know we buy almost everything like either like grass fed or organic. Totally. And it's very and but here's how See, we, that's good. I mean, I'm for that. I mean, that's, well, that's because we've we I agree with you. Like, you mm-hmm. can totally change your DNA. Mm-hmm. Um, and your blood test, your blood results by what you eat. Absolutely. Totally. My brother-in-law is a physical therapist and yeah. he took a blood test and it was really terrible and then he introduced a ton of fibers into his diet right. and his his blood his blood results came back and they were um it was like three months later and they were so much better right um but anyway but yeah with with organic stuff it's more expensive but we look at it like this you're either going to be paying more now to eat cleaner and to eat better or you're going to be paying more later in medical, Whenever, bills. When, in medical bills like yep. so you pick one but i don't think anybody gets 
gets lucky from not choosing either one of them. Right. Like you, you, you're gonna have to choose. Well, one. you just feel better, and you it, just feel better. You know, you're Absolutely. like I always say, you gotta feed the engine, and if you're feeding it crap, mm-hmm. you just I don't, you don't, you know, I, it's definitely, um, something I used to do more, but definitely I'm looking, wanting to do more of it is just total clean eating. I, I eat a lot of spinach. I eat yeah. a lot of chicken, eat a lot of, I like beef personally, but I need to find a good place to get good grass fed beef. Yeah. So I eat a ton of beef eggs. You know, I try not to eat, I used to eat a lot of cheese. I don't eat dairy try not to other than sour cream on my tacos yeah <laughs> yeah dude i've had to cut and out cheese dairy. on my taco i guess once in a while but i feel you man i've had to cut out dairy too it's yeah killing but, it's killing me. but anyway before i let you go sure i had one more question mm-hmm. and this i've had help because and i want to have you back on because i got we got a lot more to talk about <laughs> yeah, but me too, man. they wanted to know how long it takes you to get ready on a sunday morning <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's okay. All right, man. This is not a one day process. <laughs> this is what people. Be. This is what people don't understand. All right. It, it takes work to look that I've, good. I have a very strict process. Yeah. Okay. Walk uh, us through that. All right. Here we go. So, um, uh, Friday morning every two weeks. Friday morning, I always cut my own hair. So yesterday, I just cut my hair. See, we share that in common too. Yeah, I cut, I, I cut my own too. Yeah, <laughs> not, sure as, not as much salad up there for me to <laughs> <laughs> work with up. as you have. So I cut my hair on Friday mornings. That takes like an hour. So every like two that. weeks. Every two weeks, I have to cut my hair. And, okay. Um, and it takes somewhere about an hour. Um, and then um, you know, obviously style it. And then for the next, f- from Friday Saturday night, I get enough that's how that's how you like get it to hold because then you've got natural grease in your See, hair uh, and then you've got the actual toxic stuff like free that. grease toxic free <laughs> grease but also i mean obviously i still use like you know actual product and stuff and then um and so that's how i get it to stay like uh, the first day that i wash my hair it doesn't look very good it's that, sec- oh, it's that so do third- you leave the house if it's not looking very good no i do not okay no, i have to style the crap out of it so but anyway so the third day is when it so that's why on sunday it always usually looks optimal it looks peak <laughs> peak performance and so, <laughs> and so, so funny on, uh, <laughs> then saturday night i'll spend probably like 40 minutes Saturday night? No, well, not for on my hair. Picking out an outfit, and I'll have to try out maybe like one or two, three outfits, and I have to put them on and try them out, and try out different combinations and stuff. It's really exhausting, obviously. And I'll like, I'll uh, what do you call it? Uh, iron. Iron it. Yeah, I'll iron all my clothes out. Uh, I I like to have everything ready so that on Sunday morning I don't have to do anything. Okay. But except just you know just do it. So then so then Sunday morning I I'll probably spend you know nothing special like thirty. 40 minutes getting ready but I've, but i don't touch my hair obviously throughout the three days like i just i just clean my body off and then i've got my my clothes ready to go so i don't know you know it depends in, t- in total real in right total now? two Is or three hours dude i wish i wish i was kidding but yeah i don't mess around man i don't mess around we do not share this in common <laughs> i wake up sunday morning going oh crap i better put I better, something better on before i leave the ready. house Dude, I yeah, man. I, I've told you, like, I just love, I love what I do. I love the church so much, and I just well, put I do too. It's just, I, I, I just know. put, I just, well, I just go over the top on anything. I, I just, I just put way too much, and then, you know, ninety percent of the time, I'm going, 
no one gives a crap. Right. Why are you doing this, Dustin? And I'm because but I, but I have to. I like it's just something in my DNA. It's where your I'm DNA. Like, I have to care. Like I wish I didn't, but I <laughs> maybe eating toxin free will change your DNA in yeah, that. You might I'll, just roll up and your hair just maybe I'll like, chill. Dustin, what happened? To I you? need some more chill in my hey, life for sure. I've been eating clean <laughs> for a month and a half. I'm so I just, yeah. just don't care anymore. <laughs> If I ever do roll up with my with some bedhead, yeah, and not and I not, look I will stop you clean, from going on You might on be stage. like, dude, dude, what? <laughs> you okay, bro? You cannot go like this. Well, it's funny too, because like a lot of the worship leaders that I've met, actually like have a very like homeless look. Like yeah, they yeah. look like that's actually that's been the cool that's thing the for look. a while is to like not care. It's like to look like you don't look awesome. But yeah. I'm like I can't do that. I have to I have to try as hard as I can well, just cuz I'm like I just yeah. yeah. And even when I don't look <laughs> well I don't look amazing all the time. But even uh, well but even, I don't but, see you on Thursdays that's before true. you do well, yeah, your hair throughout, thing, the, throughout the week I look yeah, I don't I don't always look the same. Okay. But I've already I bought I've started, I buy clothes just for Sundays, honestly. Like, that's my mentality, even when I'm buying clothes. Is like, what, how is this going to look? Yeah. How, like, like what, do you, do you <laughs> bring like it to church right after you buy it and turn up the lights? And how does it look in this lighting? <laughs> and how does it look in well, this yeah, lighting? Okay, dim them 50%. Well, in how general, does it look here? in general, I never buy bright colors. I keep it dark as okay. much as I can because dark colors will always look. You'll always look like a musician, and you'll always look cool if you wear dark colors. Okay. So I'll, I always, I'll try to remember this. You always look cool. Even if you wear all black, you look cool as heck. And not only that, but then people don't really – it doesn't stand out, so people don't really remember yeah. if you wore it several so times. That's that whole row. balance between being distracting yeah, and absolutely. being yeah, – Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right. you don't want to stand out too much, but it's right. just a really cool – it's it's an easy way right. to to – to look cool but also not be distracting so but anyway i've bought so many things now over the years that all i have now it feels like is just like i've got sunday morning gear of like <laughs> looking trying to look cool and hip and all that stuff and so i'm like i don't have any normal clothes anymore it's all I'm, sunday it's morning all just stuff. sunday morning stuff and i'm so like now every day like of the now, week you look like sunday morning well now i'm like okay but i should probably buy some normal clothes whenever i'm like not trying to look <laughs> Look at the You're worship leader part. Yeah. Like I'm ready to go on stage. Yeah. See, that's where I'm bad. Is like the same stuff I wear on Sunday mornings, I wear through the week at work. Yeah, week, I, so yeah. I never have to think about it. Right. Other than I did have to wear my Dodger jerseys a couple Sundays ago. Well, Be- those are actually pretty cool though. Any any is like it? any like sports stuff is very, very very in. Yeah, you don't you didn't know it. But you were very. I didn't. I don't. You were very <laughs> hip in that moment. You well, were, I had to because the, the Braves were playing the Dodgers that weekend, nice. and I never got one comment. That's messed up. Because I think people are faux Braves fans. Like they don't uh, know what's going on. They say they're they Braves just, fan yeah, because, because they're, they're from the they're region. Band, they're but they were not paying attention they're to what was going man. on. Exactly. Oh. The Dodgers took two out of three mm. in that series, and people didn't even said, "Oh, never got a comment." From the people that are Braves fans, so man, there's probably a small, small portion of actual fans in every in every single area. Like the world, you know, the World Cup's happening right now. Yes, it is. And I out was of watching, nowhere, uh, Tanzania and somebody else is thumping Tanzania, Botswana, not Botswana, Bosnia. I, I actually have. I didn't even watch. That. I've been keeping up with it, but I haven't watched that one yet. But okay. um, 
but it's so funny though because nobody cares about soccer until until, until the world, world cup. cup well you know obviously there's some soccer fans but yeah like, you know but and then general, it's like when world cup comes out yeah. it's like everybody's like soccer well, it's like i better take work off man yeah, did man, you see that portugal's playing morocco yeah, it's like dude. yeah you had no idea you don't know <laughs> you, you don't even know any of the la- players last or? three years you had no idea it is it's really funny man that is funny but hey i gotta go Yes, but dude. I appreciate you coming on the back deck. It was a lot of fun. I highly enjoyed it. <laughs> okay. Highly enjoyed it. We will do it again. Yeah. And uh, I promise. Cool. As long as you can find time and get here on time. Amen, dude. No. <laughs> Struggle. The struggle is real. So you were doing your hair. You know it, dude. Yeah, I don't mess okay. around. Well, good to see you, buddy. Thanks for having me, bro. Uh, let's see.